Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'm a woman in my 20s, and I wanted to share this experience because as a child, it was absolutely terrifying. When I was 12 years old, maybe a little bit older, I was waiting for my ride after school one day when this big white family van pulls up in front of me that has a man driving it who asked me if I was waiting for my ride. My family owns a big white van just like this, so it wasn't suspicious to me right off the bat. But I was a naive child and the stranger danger of the situation just didn't register with me at that moment. Looking back at it, he asked a rather obvious question as well, because here I was, sitting outside the school by myself, although I answered anyway. Then he asked what my name was. I hesitated for a moment, but he explained that he was looking for someone that he was tasked to pick up, so I gave it. I told him my name was Thea, and he said, Oh, So it's you. Your mom asked me to come pick you up from school. He then introduced himself as Sam, my mom's nephew. But truth be told, I had never met any of my mom's family, so he could have told me he was anyone, and I would have been none the wiser. Eager to get home and out of the cold, I didn't question him much, even though I was skeptical. I just jumped in the car and thinking back on it now, I realized just how dumb that was. I got in, we started driving towards the opposite direction of my house. At first, I thought no big deal, because there was a route this way that led to my house. It was just what we called the long route. But soon, we were passing that way too, and out of nowhere, I realized we were on the highway. At this point, Any trace of happiness in me to be out of the cold quickly left my body as I found myself on the edge of tears. I asked him if he could please take me home and that if my mom sent him, then he should know that I'm not really allowed to go out after school. But he just ignored me. At this moment, I officially began bawling my eyes out and cars that were passing us on the highway or standing next to us in traffic began to stare. At one point, I was crying so much that he slammed his hands on the steering wheel and started mumbling how this would just be easier for both of us if I was shut up. My thoughts may have been all over the place at this point, but I knew that anything would be better than making it to wherever he was taking me. So in a moment, I decided that as the car slowed down, I was going to unlock my door and jump out. As we were in traffic, that moment presented itself rather swiftly. In all honesty, I wasn't thinking at all because if I thought about it, I would have chickened out right then and there. And for once, I thank God that I didn't think twice. I hit the ground and landed on my left leg. The pain was so bad, but I didn't care. Because in my head, anything was better than staying in that car. The guy didn't even bat an eye. I feel like in the chaos, I saw him try and grab me. But once I freed myself from the passenger seat... He just sped away. As I'm laying in the far right lane, 
of a semi-busy highway, I look up and see a car barreling down on me, just as they hit their brakes and come to a screeching halt. When the woman driving realized that I was just a child, laying in the middle of the road, she turned her hazards on and ushered me to the shoulder of the highway, where she sat and waited with me until the police showed up. I remember that the police and my parents showed up at roughly the same time. I told the police what had happened, to which my parents were shocked that I would just willingly get in the car with a stranger, although the relief of having me safe overwhelmed them to no end. I remember this being the last time I was ever allowed to wait for my ride after school by myself, something that lasted all the way up through high school. Whenever I got out of class, I was sure to meet my parents at the curb where they would undoubtedly be waiting for me. I never saw that man in that white van again, nor do I know what happened to him. But my hope of all hopes is that he never found another child as naive as myself to attempt to prey on again. I want to start this story off by saying that everybody involved is safe, but it was one of the closest calls I've ever had in my life and I feel like I have to tell my story in order to raise awareness. I live in a major city, in practically the pit of hell state. Born and raised here, I'm very familiar with my surroundings. I'm also aware of the fact that my city is one of the worst hubs for human trafficking, and living here can be very, very dangerous. Despite all of this, I've taken pride in knowing that I do everything I can to remain as safe as possible. I've had plenty of close calls before, and consider myself an avid murderino. I'm pretty prepped. At the time, I had two things of pepper spray, one in my favorite jacket pocket, one velcroed to my desk at work. I also had two trusty pocket knives, one always on me, one in my car door pocket. Oh, my taser never leaves my bag as well. I avoid shady situations, and despite being a small lady, I know my stuff. Hooray for self-defense classes. My point is, I'm a pretty paranoid small chihuahua, and I still got into a scary situation. But on to the story. It's summer, and hot as hell out. I've got a date with my favorite gal pal, and I swing by her place to pick her up. She tells me she has a job interview to go to first, and I agree to go with. No big deal. She's a sweet tiny thing from a small town in the Midwest, and very new to city life and the wild things that can happen here. As we drive into a different city, I ask her about the job. Oh, it's a modeling gig. Cool. For who? I found an ad on Craigslist. It's just sports clothes. The Craigslist thing sets a small, distant alarm off in my head, but I push it to the side. Where the heck are we going? When we pull up to a Starbucks a bit outside of the city, the alarm in my head becomes a little less faint. Relax, I tell myself. I've gone to legit job interviews at coffee shops before. There's always been a good reason. We arrive first, late still, but end up waiting about 15 minutes. Kind of weird, but she's relieved we're not the rude ones when we get a text saying that he's here. I look around the Starbucks and outside in the parking lot, trying to figure out who the mystery man can be. When I notice a tall, well-dressed man step out of a black SUV. He smiles at us as he approaches, and I figure that's our guy. I could have sworn that SUV had been parked there for a while, though. 
I ask my friend if she wants me to step in line and grab her a drink, but she practically begs for me to stay with her. Okay, I can do that. I didn't think it'd look very professional, but I don't protest. The man, named Jack, leads us to an isolated table outside and doesn't say much about my presence other than it was okay for me to be there. I get on my phone and shoot a text to my fiance explaining where I was and what I was doing. He shoots back a be careful in response, and I sit pretty to watch the show. Jack had this strange accent that I couldn't quite put my finger on. Looking back, I'm not even sure it was real. He starts asking my friend the usual questions, and I notice she's absolutely bombing the interview. She doesn't have much experience and didn't bother to bring a portfolio, but despite this, he doesn't seem to care. The alarm in my head is much louder than a whisper, but it completely blares when he asks if she'd be comfortable doing lingerie shoots as well. My friend, the dear sweet girl that she is, says she doesn't have an issue with it, but she'd prefer mostly to do sports clothing like they had discussed earlier. She asks to see some of his work, and he pulls up a lingerie Instagram. All lingerie, no clothing at all. He holds it in front of her face, and then pulls it away immediately. And when she asked if there was more that she'd be doing, Jack goes, that was it, and hurries the conversation along. He then says that we need to go to a studio right now, at a place that he briefly mentioned the name of, to sign papers and get everything squared away. It has to be done today, because he's not working tomorrow, and his co-workers won't do it right. I absolutely hate everything about this, and I'm trying to glare some sense into her but nothing is getting through. My friend agrees, and he turns his attention to me. Do you want to be a part of this too? I immediately know that nothing about this is professional. I look down at my beat-up docks and green cargo pants, a shirt that has flames and a slightly edgy logo on it, and I can't help but scoff. That's not really my thing. I'm just the ride. He studies me for a second, and then says that we all can ride with him directing his attention to my friend. No, I don't want to leave my car. We'll follow you. He looks slightly offended that I chose to butt in, but asks where we parked. Right in front of the store. I got it. I pull my friend to the Jeep and make sure we walk behind him. As soon as we get into the car, I lock the doors and try to keep from freaking out. We are absolutely not going. This doesn't feel right. What about the lingerie? Everything I say she has an excuse for. We pull out. I follow Jack's SUV. But the whole time I'm trying to figure out how we get out of this. My friend doesn't like the lingerie. But this could be a door for her. And she desperately needs the cash. What if it is legit? He was alone anyways. You have your knife and spray, right? Were all questions that she asked. Of course I do. But I'm 5'2 and this man's 6'3". Jack could very much have friends, and I don't want to possibly kill or be killed over this. We drive along as I try to talk to her, and we start driving out into the desert, the middle of absolute nowhere. There's a divider in the road that prevents U-turns, and I get an eerie feeling that Jack knew to take us this way. I'm absolutely desperate at this point. I pull out my phone, snap a picture of Jack's SUV license plate, I upload it to Snapchat where my friends can see it, 
the name of the place he mentioned, springs back into my head, and I know it's familiar from somewhere. A commercial jingle that's distant, but catchy. It's a restaurant, or a hotel, or something. He wouldn't have a studio there. Just look it up, I implore my friend to do. She does so. It's a casino. Unless this man has rented out a space, he wouldn't have a studio there. It's not consistent with the information he gave us at all. My friend is rightfully freaked at this point. I tell her that this isn't uncommon, and he was trying to confuse us the entire time. Throughout the entire interview, she had a confused and hesitant look on her face, like this wasn't what she was promised or expecting at all. She finally agrees that we need to get out of there, and I start to breathe easily again. I notice that every five minutes or so, there's a break in the median. It's a rough, quick stop and turn around, but it'll have to do. So I do it, and we absolutely gun it. My friend gets a call from Jack, and at first she ignores it. But I convince her to call back, and she gets nothing at all. Like the number had blocked her. Her call didn't go through. I tell her to screenshot the Craigslist ad, but she can't find it anywhere. It's like every trace of Jack that she had disappeared. We go back to her apartment. I tell her she needs to report this. She promises she will, but later, because she doesn't want her husband to know. He didn't even know she had this interview to begin with, and she didn't want him to know what had happened. If I hadn't driven her, she would have gone alone, without telling a soul, and who knows what could have happened. I tried to not scold her too badly, but I just reminded her that our city was very different and much more dangerous than where she's from. Sweet girl, I hope you're a little more awakened to the world, and I'm sorry for that. It's been a few months since we split ways, and I'm still worried to death over all the oblivious crazy things that you get into. Since this incident, I now have three pepper sprays and a new pocket knife to carry around. I'm almost four months pregnant now, finally ready to get out of this damn dangerous city. Please, whoever may be listening to this, be safe out there. It's such a scary world, and be damn careful with Craigslist. Jack, if you're really the scary guy my gut deemed you to be, f*** you, and let's not ever meet again. We've all had bad dates, right? Well, this is the only date that I've ever had that rang every alarm bell and waved every single red flag. I'll preface this by saying I don't go on many dates, but when I do, I make sure that I follow safety protocol by only meeting my date in public places, letting either family or friends know where I'm going, and parking in a populated place close by to wherever we meet. Anyway, this date initially suggested we meet at his house to watch a movie and have a few drinks. I said, no, I don't feel comfortable with that, and I only want to meet in public. He seemed okay with this, but then brought it up a few more times, and I said if money is an issue, we can meet up another time or forget about it altogether. But my date backtracked and went with my idea of meeting at a cafe that I chose, one that I was familiar with and equidistant to where we both lived. Anyway, he turns up in a two-door car, this detail will be relevant soon, and goes into the cafe 
and I follow behind as I introduce myself. After a polite introduction, things begin to get weird rather quickly. I order a Coke, and he says, Don't you want a drink? I was going to pop into the bar, which I guess is connected to the cafe, and get one. I say, no, I'm not drinking. And he looks at me like, what the fuck? As if I'm being unreasonable. I already explained in messages I don't drink as I'm on medication, so having to re-explain it again kind of pissed me off. He seemed disappointed and goes to order a cider from the bar while I grab a table. We sit down with our drinks, and Date immediately goes on about going back to his place again, even though the original plan was to stay here and order food. And I had already made it clear. Dude, I'm not going back to your house. He says something along the lines of having a few drinks and eating at his place. And I said, we don't have to eat. We can just have our drinks and leave. He gets defensive, says he has money, but prefers if we go back to his place. I make a joke and say, you're not a killer, are you? And instead of laughing it off, he stares at me uncannily and says, you don't think I would hurt you, do you? I laugh uncomfortably and say, of course not. But really, I'm relieved this date won't be going any further. Date suddenly says, are you going to follow me in your car? Because that wouldn't make sense. How about we go in my car? But I've got packages in the front, so you have to squeeze in the back. And I'll drop you back off at your car later. In reality, that made far less sense than me following him in my own car and then driving home from his house after. The fact it was completely illogical made it even more creepy in my mind. Every alarm bell was going off at this point. I said, look, I don't want to go to your place, and your insistence is giving me the creeps. Date looks pretty shocked. He mumbles something about needing to use the bathroom, and excuses himself from the table. A few moments later, I see him through the cafe window getting into his car and driving off. Massive bullet dodged, in my opinion. Also, the fact that his car didn't have back doors just made this feel all the more sinister. I keep imagining if something happened in that car, and I wouldn't be able to escape. I was amazed at how many red flags and warnings could go off in such a short amount of time. But once he was gone, I was able to enjoy my coke in silence by myself. It actually turned into a really lovely evening especially considering what it could have been.